We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome back to the Three Mob Podcast. I am John Kurtz, joined as I am every week by Cole Manbeck and Derek Young. You know, Cole, former beat writer for the Manhattan Mercury, Derek Young, currently with K-State Online. And uh, as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, we have a very special guest today. That is the new quarterback of the Kansas State Wildcats, Adrian Martinez, after a phenomenal career at Nebraska, three-time team captain at Nebraska. He comes into the Wildcats squad this year. And uh, Adrian, first and foremost, thanks for taking the time to uh, join us today. Really excited about this conversation. And I do have to, to say, Cole pointed this out to me before we started in some of our notes about this interview. He was like, man, we're bringing on a guy who has his own podcast. Like, you know, we think we're pretty good at this whole podcast thing, but, you know, you have a pretty popular podcast yourself. So I, I don't know who actually should be conducting the interview here. But uh, tell us <laughs> about your, your podcast, man. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, it's, it's called Athletes Unfiltered, and you started it up about – about a year ago now. And uh, it's been a really cool journey. You know, I think podcasts offer a great platform for anybody really just to, to voice their opinions and, and tell some untold stories. So it's, it's been good for me. All right. Well, where, where can people check that out if they want to hit it up? Yeah. You know, it's available on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, really anywhere you can listen to podcasts. You can listen to Athletes Unfiltered. Okay. There you go. So yeah, as soon as yeah, you're done here, it. yeah. As soon as you're done here, go check out Athletes Unfiltered and, uh, and listen to Adrian there. Well, all right. You were, like I said, pretty high profile quarterback coming out of high school. And then when you're hitting the transfer portal out of Nebraska, you wind up coming to play for Coach Kleiman in K-State. What's life been like since making that decision and since getting to uh, to Manhattan? Yeah, um, I've really enjoyed it. You know, uh, Coach Kleiman and Coach Klein have done nothing but help me in this transition. You know, uh, being in a place for four years. Uh, you just get used to the way things are done, you know, done a certain way. And, you know, you just get so accustomed to it. And uh, not that, I mean, college football is college football, but just the little things, you know, like what we do in the weight room, what, you know, the little sayings on the walls, you know, just little things like that, that I feel like I have to completely immerse myself in, um, you know, they helped with that transition. So it's been really good. Uh, I've loved it so far. And, you know, there's, what I came to do is still out there to do, you know, like yeah, I still a lot to accomplish, uh, but I feel pretty good about where we're at right now. Adrian, I want to divert back to your podcast a little bit. I was actually, I've listened to several of them and I uh, listened to your one in February where you talked about your broken jaw. And, and for many yeah. of our listeners that don't know this and K-State fans that don't know this, you, uh, you broke your jaw in the first half of the Michigan state game, uh, knew something was wrong, ended up playing the second half. 
And uh, afterwards, instead of having your jaw wired shut or surgery, like a lot of people would have, you decided to, to tough it out and have a unique procedure done. Six screws put in your mouth. You were blending steaks, I heard you say. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh, so I, I just wondered if you could maybe expand upon that. And for K-State fans just don't know how tough you are and uh, how good of a teammate you are to, to do that and play the second yeah, of the season. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, a unique experience, to say the least. You know, that, that Michigan State game, um, it was the first possession. And it was a third and, third and long. We ran a quarterback draw. And a linebacker got a piece of me and the safety coming downhill hit me right underneath the left side of my face. And instantly, I mean, my face was on fire. You know, it was, it was burning up. I didn't, and I never, I'm not one to really just like lay on the field. You know, I, I don't really believe in that as much as possible unless you can't get up. Uh, like I always reference Kobe Bryant. He tore his Achilles and the guy walked off the court and shot a free throw. Like if you can be like that, do it. And for whatever reason, I was like stuck on the ground and my face just blown up. So we, like, I, I don't know what's going on. We run back to the locker room um, and we go and try and get like an x-ray done. And there's like this technician in there, Michigan state polo. And she's taking her sweet time. Like no, no rush at all. I'm like, hey, like, we got to get this going. She's like, could you fill out a couple of these forms? I'm like, do, you, like, do we not have all the information you probably need on me? Like, what are we, what are we doing? Um, I go and take the x-ray like, with my shoulder pads on. They don't really see anything, but like, I can tell something's off. And so I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, nothing's showing on there. Like, let's just go. And in general, my face, I had like an underbite. And it was a little bit to the left. And when this happened, my whole face was shifted and it was like swollen over here on this right side. And I mean, like, okay, whatever. We run back out, like, and another issue, I never wore a mouthpiece. So after this, I'll always wear a mouthpiece. <laughs> I don't think that's why it, why it happened, but I'm sure it didn't help. But finished the game. It was a tough game. Um, obviously hurting pretty bad. The next Monday... Uh, go get a CAT scan, and they're like, "Yeah, you, you broke your jaw. Um, it's fractured." So there's these these little things. I don't I don't know what they're called, but they help like keep your jaw in place. And wow. this this one was facing this way, so it was like completely snapped in half right here. And uh, I was like, "Okay, what are my options?" And initially, it was season-ending surgery or get your jaw wired shut. And then upon like further consulting, because being a quarterback, you got to be able to talk, got to be able to make audibles, whatever it is. Um, the Mayo Clinic, Vanderbilt, different doctors we we talked to, we thought the best strategy in order for me to keep playing, which is what I wanted to do, is put screws in my mouth and rubber band my mouth shut so that that took the place of wiring my jaw shut. And I'd, I'd eat, you know, eggs for breakfast and lunch, had milkshakes to fill the calories in between. And, and yeah, I would, I'd grind up some steak, you know, during team dinners. So it was definitely a journey. And you, I mean, when you had the, the screws put in, I mean, you told a story about you had the rubber bands, you had to go to press conferences. You wanted to keep it a secret, right. From the public, not only to protect your own safety, but for other reasons and not opponents finding out during games, but you would remove the rubber band. So people wouldn't see it when you went to media and press. conferences. Yeah. It, it was all sort of, part of a strategy if you will you know um but yeah i would remove the rubber bands 
right before press conferences, like there'd be a weekly press conference on Monday, remove them post game, remove them. But in the game, I'd have them in, uh, but any sort of like public type sighting, I would, I would have them out or I just keep my mouth closed. Like, and even then, like in press conferences, you could see the screws if I open my mouth wide enough. So like, they'd be like blue buds poking out of my gums, like up here and down here. So if I were to smile too wide, like someone could get a glimpse of it. So I, had to kind of keep that uh, under wraps as best I could. Yeah, Adrian, not to dwell on the injuries, but obviously the torn, <laughs> the torn labrum yeah, kind of kicked yeah. you out for the, for the spring. Um, just how is that process going and uh, getting medically cleared and stuff? Because I think uh, the uh, Coach Kleiman has shared you started to throw at the end of the spring football as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, feel really good about where I'm at. You know, uh, I feel damn near at 100%, if not 100%. Um, and the recovery has been really good. You know, Mindy, our trainer and the strength staff did a, a really good job of, of bringing me along. I felt like I attacked the weight room and did all the things I needed to do. Um, it's something I've been through before a labrum surgery. So I kind of knew what to expect. And I think that helped me as well. Uh, yeah, I think right now the biggest hurdle for me is just continuing to hammer home the playbook and be good on the field. I feel really good about where my arm's at. And how do you feel about, I guess, connecting with some of your teammates going forward? Because I know you didn't get to do that a lot in the spring, but it seemed like, you know, I think we spoke to some of the receivers already. They, they started to see the, what you could do on the field towards the end of spring ball. Yeah, yeah, which, which got me excited. You know, I, I'm, I'm more of a believer that performance is leadership and leadership is performance. So you have to be able to show you can get it done on the field in order for guys to follow you, you know. And me being – even if it was a small sample – I feel like I did a good job of showing the guys what I'm capable of doing and uh, uh, on the way to earning their respect. And I'm going to continue to do that this summer. I think I have a great opportunity with uh, our workouts, with our captain led practices, those type of things um, to further prove that. And, and this summer we have some downtime. It's, it's definitely an opportunity to get to know the guys on the field and off. And last one for me in this round, a lot of the offensive players that they, kind of showing excitement for like this new offensive system that coach Klein is implementing because it's been yeah. different than what they've ran at Kansas state. Just what has your been your reaction to it and how it, I guess it's conducive to your skill set or been different from what you've learned. Yeah, for sure. Well, what's interesting is it's different for them, but it's also, it's also different for me too. You know, it's not uh, like completely comparable to what Nebraska was running, but I, I'm really excited about it. I think it makes us really multiple, um, which I think we have the skill to do it and uh, smart enough guys to get it done. And I think Coach Klein is a really innovative young coach. So it's it's fun. It's fun for me. I feel like uh, I'm on the cutting edge of, of something we're doing here. Yeah, you know, for us, we have not seen a lot of like no huddle tempo sort of offense. And there's, <laughs> yeah. there's been some, you know, trickling outs in the, the media setting of, about that being in the offense. Like what how much of that have you seen and, and how, I guess you answered this a little bit, but how much do you think this offense is well-suited to kind of execute on that if, if that is a part of what the offense is going to be? Yeah, I, I think Coach Klein's goal is is really to be able to, to use tempo and be able to use, you know, maybe K-State's offense philosophy in the past as well. Like, you know, whether that means huddling up, slowing it down, but also being able to speed it up and use tempo. And I think that's what the best teams do. I think that's what NFL teams can do. And, what we want to do. So um, I feel good about the way we're executing it now, but that stuff just takes a lot of reps and we're getting there and we're adding new things. 
Um, but I think the guys are excited about it and they know it can mean more big plays and more, uh, you know, more opportunities for us to score. You know, again, I don't, you seem like a guy, you're not making any excuses at all. And I love that about the attitude that you have, but if I can make a few for you, I mean, all the injuries that you went through in your career at Nebraska and still gutting through all that and playing through it. And, you know, some of the all-time records that you have at Nebraska through all of that, but yet I think a lot of people look at the wins and losses and, you know, do you feel like, how much do you feel like there's something to prove? Like, Hey, I'm, I'm healthy now. I'm at a new spot, kind of a fresh start. I, I can really go out and show just everything that I am as a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent that, that is how I feel. You know, I feel like this is the perfect opportunity for me to uh, finally show that I, I can be all that my potential is, if that makes sense. You know, I feel really good about the attributes I have um, and my skill on the field. Now let's put it all together. Let's get some wins and let's do this thing. You know, I feel really confident about that and that this is the situation to do it. Um, there's some incredible pieces incredible players on this team. You know, I've, you know, probably the most talented squad I've, I've been able to be a part of. And that gets me excited, you know, and I think it's a great opportunity for me um, to take that next step. Adrian, what, what was it about Kansas State as you were going through the, the transfer portal process that really caught your eye, the system? I, I heard you mention that, you know, you, you really you wanted a fresh start. You wanted to play in a little different system uh, to showcase some of your different talents, play against some different defensive schemes. So what was it that drew you to, to K-State and the system and play? Yeah. I mean, ultimately it was, it was a combination of things. Um, yes, the system, uh, the coaches are a big piece of it, uh, personal piece of it. And, you know, I felt like it gave me the best chance to reach my dream, which is getting to the NFL and all those things kind of combined into that. Um, yeah. Coach Klein, when he was sort of pitching me the idea of what he wanted to do offensively, uh, it really intrigued me. And it was something that I, I knew I could be successful. In. Um, for multiple reasons. I mean, one, I want to show I could, I could play quarterback at the next level. And I think this system offers you the chance to do that. Um, and two, you know, I've in past, I've made a living off running the ball a lot and I, and I want to continue to run the ball. You know, I, I think that's a big piece of my game, but when you have deuce, I'm not going to be number one ball carrier, you know, it, it's going to be deuce and I can play off that. Um, so I feel like that combination with Coach Klein, with the skill players that we have here at Kansas State, um, I felt like it was a tremendous opportunity that uh, I couldn't pass up, you know. And it also happened that, oh, my my girlfriend goes here. I have a couple buddies who go here. Um, it was like a, a perfect storm for me that I just couldn't pass that opportunity. Well, on the topic of Deuce, Adrian, so I think the last three years in Nebraska, you led Nebraska in rushing attempts. Now, I know that includes scrambles and, and sacks as well, but yeah. you were obviously running the ball a lot. You led the team in rushing yards each of the last two years. Now you do have a guy like Deuce, an All-American running back that can take a load off of you running the ball, help maybe keep you healthy, take some of those hits off of you. How, how big of a draw was that? And also just him, having him as a security blanket in the passing game. We know he's a tremendous receiver out of the backfield. So what was the draw like to come play with a guy like Deuce? Yeah, I mean, he's his, you know, resume kind of speaks for itself. I mean, All-American, the guy can do it all. And 100%, and I, and I hope I can take some pressure off his shoulders as well, you know, in the run game and in the pass game. Uh, but having that sort of outlet, I mean, I've watched some clips from the last season. 
we'd throw a check down and he'd run it 75 yards for a touchdown. I don't think I've ever experienced that in my life. And I would love to be able to experience that <laughs> this upcoming year, you know, Oh, I throw a little a dump here and he takes it for a touchdown. Like I think he's a quarterback's dream as far as a running back, a guy you can count on um, passing or running the ball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, an- another thing you you visited Cal, I know, and I think everyone was kind of under the impression that maybe that was the only opportunity on your table when you chose to pick Kansas State, and you've kind of told us why. But wasn't there plenty of other options that you had when you did pick the Wildcats? It wasn't just Cal, right? Yeah, right. It. I just. I went through the recruiting process one time. I I just didn't feel like I needed to share that type of info with everyone, you know, whether it was the offers I was getting or where I was going to visit. I didn't tell anyone that they just, some people just figured it out. You know, I don't know how it doesn't matter to me, but um, you know, that those type of opinions just don't matter to me, you know, or posting offers or taking recruiting pictures. Like, I don't like why, you know, <laughs> it's just not, not the point of what I'm, I'm trying to do. So um, yeah, you know, I had, I had some other schools and it just didn't really fit the criteria of what I was looking for. And, you know, that is what it is. One of the main criteria for a lot of recruits now is name, image, and likeness and all the stuff that's been out there. And it's kind of just enveloped the recruiting space at this point, maybe not yeah. as much for you guys in the past, but especially for current, I guess I wanted a player's take. Obviously you, you'll be at the head of the room a lot. Just how much are you guys wary that it could impact a locker room at all? When you got this guy mm-hmm. making this much and this guy making that much, does it ever creep into your head or is it something you guys have to be mindful of? Yeah. Um, I think it's something players and coaches need to be mindful of. Um, my understanding has always been like, Hey, if you're making plays on Saturday, those are the guys that, that kind of get paid, get the deals type of thing. You still have to be successful to get those deals. So 
I think most guys can kind of understand that, that there's a sort of hierarchy to that. Uh, but it is, it is challenging, you know, and it can definitely affect a locker room dynamic. Um, and it kind of depends the kind of guy that that is. I will tell a little quick story about uh, a guy on our team, Shane Porter. He's, you know, kind of famous on TikTok. He's famous on Instagram, but he's a, he's a great dude. He's a great dude, you know, a really good locker room guy, works his tail off, puts in the extra work. No guy has a problem with him. You know, when you have that kind of guy, I think it just, it's necessary. You put in the work and you earn the respect of the guys. And he's done that, you know? Um, now, I don't know if it's like that everywhere in the country with, you know, every guy that's, that's famous on social media, but it is what it is. It'll be interesting to see what kind of legislature they put into place because something needs to happen. It's a little, it's a little out of control at the moment. And I can speak personally for myself going through this recruiting process, that wasn't one of my, one of my selling points. You know, I, I, I told K-State and I told the other schools I was talking to, you know, I don't, I don't really want to hear about NIL that it's, I'm not going to be sold on NIL. I need to be sold on the football piece, the coaches, the culture, and what we're going to do to win games next year, because that's my goal. You know, uh, I, I was able to enjoy some stuff from NIL at Nebraska and that was awesome, but it's not really, uh, really what I was looking for. It'll be interesting to see though uh, what, what comes next in the NIL movement, you know? Well, so I'm, I'm curious for your perspective on this then as a guy who did the recruiting thing once upon a time when that wasn't in play. Now you clearly have a different attitude on it, which yeah. I think is going to be really refreshing to a lot of people to hear that attitude. But if Adrian Martinez were coming out as the four star slash five star kind of recruit that you were like that sort of caliber how, how do you think you would have viewed it if you were coming out like right now out of high school? How, how would it have affected you differently, perhaps? I would have 100% said NIL is one of my selling points. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah, like I, I can't lie about that. You know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, you know, I wouldn't have thought about it at all. Now, I wouldn't choose a lesser school because of NIL. I, I would hope that it's, there's a there's a pecking order of like what is most important to you and that NIL would hopefully be towards the bottom. Um, I mean, the middle is okay, but not at the top. If you're just being bought, I think that's that situation just won't work out for you. You know, you won't be happy. You won't truly enjoy that school. That was always the thing in the recruiting process that, you know, people told me, it was like, Hey, you've got to make sure you enjoy going to school there. And if you got to love the environment, you got to love this and that. Cause if you don't and football is going South, you're just going to hate your life out there, you know? And that is, Hopefully kids are still keeping that uh, priority. You have any good crazy recruiting stories from when you were being recruited and pursued? Um, how about, how about this? I, I took an official visit to Ohio state and at the time the QB room was JT Barrett, Dwayne Haskins, Joe Burrow and Tate Martell. Was, was the quarterback room and Ryan day was the OC quarterback coach and urban Meyer was the head coach. So it was a trip. Dwayne Haskins was my host rest in peace, but incredibly sad. Uh, but he was, he was a great host for me. Um, but I'll never forget being in that quarterback room and just being like, Oh my gosh, this is, it's a different level. You know, when you're coming from high school to college, just quarterback intellectually, the, the amount of, information you have to know just totally changes but <laughs> walking around that locker room I don't think I saw Urban Meyer blink one time 
he was the probably the most intense individual I've ever like ever been around. And I don't know if it was like a good intense or just like, oh, this dude has something going on, you know, like just walking around like that, eyes wide open. And when he would, when I went to his office, like he made me try on his rings, you know, the whole recruiting pitch. And he was like kind of testing me if I would break eye contact and just like <laughs> staring into my soul. And, you know, I feel pretty confident about my social skills. So it was fine. Like I was like, all right, I'll, I'll pass this test, but it's a little weird. <laughs> well, Man. Uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, a good one. On that topic, Adrian, I mean, what are some of the differences of navigating the recruiting process out of high school versus navigating the transfer portal? I mean, it it sounded like it was a pretty chaotic tight timeline for you with the dead period that was looming to try and get your visits in, right? Yeah, which I think, honestly, it kind of worked in my benefit because you cut through some of the BS that is recruiting. I mean, that's just the reality. Like, They're trying to sell you. They're going to be all nice to you. And I show you kind of the best version of themselves in the school. And that's not the, usually it's not the person you're going to get every day, you know? And lucky enough, coach Klein is as authentic of a guy as I've been around, you know, he's the same guy day in and day out, which I appreciate. And, and being genuine is something that I, I valued. Um, But in the transfer portal process, it was, it was, hectic and a little bit chaotic and the calls and stuff like that. But ironically, it was, I'd say it was a lot the same, you know, besides the NIL piece, it's just kind of being bombarded by text messages, you know, graphics and calls here and shoot a DM here. And it's not something I I particularly enjoyed. You know, I always felt really lucky to be a part of it, but after a while, it just gets old. And I know a lot of kids feel the same way coming out of high school. And I'm sure in the transfer portal as well, it's, it's a great problem to have when you have multiple options and people are trying to, to get your interest, but it's a, uh, it's a little hectic and, you know, it could be a, it could be a brutal process. But well, you also mentioned, I believe that uh, one of the selling points that you really like K-State, they didn't pressure you into a commitment, give you a, a hard timeline and a lot of other schools, you know, we're trying to rush your decision. Can you just maybe expand on that? Yeah. I mean, and I'll even throw in a reference from high school. I remember being at a campus in the South and them saying the whole, it was fine all the way until the afternoon. They were like, you, uh, like we have another kid who's, who's going to commit and, you know, we, we want to take you and, Pretty much you, you have to commit now or sorry, I got a, I got a call. I don't know if I'm still up. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's like, you have to commit now or, or else, you know, like we're, we're going to have to go in a new direction. And I really wanted to go to that school. So I made the decision and I made it faster than I would have liked, you know, and that type of thing happens all the time. I know it happens all the time, still does. And it was trying to happen to me, but I, I made that a point. It's like, look, I'm 22 years old. I'm not going to be pressured into making a decision I don't want to make. Um, so it was like, hey, we have same same thing. You know, we, we have guys ready to go, you know, like this guy wants to come here, but we want you. So, you know, like we'll maybe give you another week, but like I don't know if we can hold on that much longer. And I, and I get it because it's somewhat of a balancing act from for coaches. It's like, hey – if I go all in on this guy and he bails on me, we're kind of screwed. 
you know? So like they want to have a backup plan. They want to secure a spot and, and have that sense of security, but it, it puts pressure on kids that I, I think is pretty unfair in, in certain circumstances. Last one for me is uh, the last three starting quarterbacks that have played for Chris Kleiman have now been chosen in the NFL draft after Skyler just picked. I know you kind of touched on a little bit that it mattered to you, but how much does it matter to quarterbacks just when they are picking schools and just how much of an impact did it have? Yeah, uh, it, de- it definitely had an impact on me. It definitely did because he has good relationships with, you know, whether it's NFL scouts, NFL teams, he knows what it looks like to get to the next level. And he is a defensive coach, but even that is an asset as well. He, he'll come in our meeting rooms and, you know, explain what the technique is, what the responsibility is of the defense in this given coverage. I mean, he gives us insight that I haven't really had a chance to access to that level until being at K-State. And, you know, I'm not saying that's the reason why all those quarterbacks made it to the NFL, but it sure as hell helped, you know, and it, it helped their knowledge and, when they get in the room with these scouts to get in the room with these coaches, like, okay, what are we doing here in this coverage? And, oh, I've heard Coach, Coach Kleiman talk to me about this for a year. You know, that type of stuff I think does really help. And, you know, I wanted to get that knowledge from him. I think he's a really uh, smart, you know, level, good head coach. And I know he has a lot to offer his players, and I, I definitely want to take advantage of that. All right, so we've talked – a little bit about Deuce already, right? Deuce, we know about what he can do on the football field. You've been in practice throughout a spring now with him. What is the the craziest thing that you've seen Deuce Vaughn do to somebody in the, in the practice field? Oh, I mean, <laughs> how I like to put it, he constantly puts guys on a mixed state. So he's just he's just duking guys left and right. Like, do you try and gauge his speed? He'll go by you. He's really good at that. His balance is, is insane. I, I'd say that's a – a separator for him is he's able to keep his balance in weird, like tight situations. Um, but also like he's, he's our guy. So, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think he took a hundred percent of the reps in the spring. You know, I, th- I think we were giving reps to some other guys because we know what Deuce can do. Who, who else is really exciting you playmaker wise on the offense right now? Yeah. Um, I feel, I feel great about Phil. You know, I think Phil's a, a dynamic slot guy um, and our receiving core. I think we're pretty deep. You know, I feel good about all those guys. And Malik's obviously, uh, you know, a big target. And that's a guy I'm, I'm working to continue to build some more chemistry with as we, as we get going because I think he can be a, a definitely a certified NFL dude. I'm also curious, did, did you have any kind of relationship with Skylar Thompson or get a chance to talk with him when you were considering K-State? Yeah, during the recruiting process, I did. I did get to talk to him a little bit, what he thought about the system. And, and even after – since coming to K-State, I've talked to him about the combine and talking with teams and, um, you know, his, his bowl prep, like uh, I forgot what bowl he played in, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like Maybe it's just trying bowl or NFLPA, maybe something like that. Yeah. I talked to him about kind of what that was like, what he did to prepare. And, and uh, you know, he's a really good dude, genuine guy. And we, we have some, a lot of shared experiences, you know, both longtime starting quarterbacks in college, gone through some injuries, battled through different things uh, personally and whatnot. So a lot of similarities that way. And, um, you know, we had nothing but great things to say about the program. I, I think I'd be remiss, Adrian, if I didn't ask about your offensive line as well. I mean, you you were under uh, not to throw your line under the bus at Nebraska, but you were under a decent amount of pressure. The stats show that you were one of the most pressured power five quarterbacks in the country. So 
I mean, what do you make of the the offensive line in front of you? you have at Kansas State, you have Cooper Beebe, who is one of yeah. the better offensive tackles in the country, protecting your blind side. Just maybe talk about that group as well. Yeah, and that was a, a big selling point for me as well, you know, touching back on the recruiting process. Um, they have some proven guys, and yeah, Beebe is one of those dudes. Um, we have some other guys along the line that are experienced and I think really talented. Um, I think there's a chance TP or Taylor for – I don't Portier, yeah. yeah. I, I always call him TP, so I don't even know how to say his last name. Uh, but you have some, there's some depth there, and uh, Duffy, and I think Gillum has a chance to be really good this year. And Coach Riley, who I I love, you know, he's uh <laughs> he's a funny guy, good coach. Um, but yeah, that was a selling point for me as well. You know, they have some dudes who play really well in the scheme, uh, great run blockers, and do a great job in pass protection as well, and um, make my job a lot easier. All right. I always like to ask this to athletes, coaches, especially when they're relatively new to Manhattan, but what, what are your favorite spots, a spot or two, like whether it's a okay. food, drink, whatever in, in MHK. Um, so long saloon. I think that's, you know, automatic. Um, I'm a big fan of Gordo's and, you know, some people aren't, I am. I love Mexican food. I think it's pretty decent. And, uh, Anytime I have an opportunity to go there, I go there. So, okay. Hey, shout out Gordos. I like Gordos. Shout out Gordos. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Hey, last thing, Adrian. Uh, Again, we mentioned at the top, you you have your own podcast, very successful. Uh, How do we do here? Are we are we adequate podcasters alongside you? Or oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thought you guys were going to grow me a little harder, you know. But hey, I'm not I'm not complaining. (laughs) (laughs) We'll 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 take it fairly easy for the first time. You know, once we get into the season, you know, maybe maybe we'll get a little little more. That sounds good. All right. Well, hey, Adrian, uh, much appreciate the time, man. Super excited to see you at K State. Best of luck getting everything going, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll do it again soon. Yeah. Thank you, guys.